Hi, everybody, and welcome to part seven of the Metric Minute brought to you by Vault Performance. I'm Kareem Durkawi, and today we will jump over the flight phase, no pun intended, on our way to examining peak landing force. Now, this metric is exactly what the name describes. It's the highest force value produced when landing after a jump. A safe, typical landing technique begins with initial toe or forefoot contact, then progresses towards heel contact. This requires rapid eccentric loading of the Achilles calf complex and enables afferent reflex mechanisms to begin a coordinated response. The knees and hips then experience strong torques to decelerate body mass moving at speed. Afterwards, the force trace returns back to body weight levels. Now, here are two examples of different landing strategies. The first is an athlete with certain attributes. Notice the weight and vertical jump height. You see that he lands with almost nine times body weight. A quick examination of the eccentric phase shows weak loading ability. Combining weak eccentric performance with a huge peak landing force like this one suggests this athlete may not be able to decelerate hard and fast. Rather, he prepares slowly for the jump and lands very stiffly. However, this athlete is taller and heavier with nearly the same vertical jump height. Notice how his eccentric phase is exceptionally potent, plus his peak landing force is only about three times body weight. This suggests he can load effectively and land softly with control, thus reducing injury risk. The take-home message is that landing forces rely greatly on loading ability. Comparing results with eccentric phase performance might reveal patterns that can be improved. Now, next time, we will zoom out and examine how everything starts to come together. Until then, please feel free to touch base with me or any of us at Vault Performance. Thank you. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything from career advice to training modalities to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And similar to last week, I want to talk to you a little bit about a take-home from a book from the 75 Hard program as we're going through it again. And oddly enough, it's Andy Frisella's 75 Hard. And I'm not going to get into the program. I'm not going to get into you know, what you do every day and all this, that, and the third and how it's helped me. What I am going to talk to you about is a lesson that I took from this and how I think it can be helpful for us as coaches and for our athletes. And Andy talks about how, like how people fail at times in the back and the frequently asked uh, questions. And one thing that he talks about is basically your focus drives how you move. And he talks about how, you know, he struggled with negativity and there are people 
who fail at the program because they start thinking about what they can't do or what they're taking out of their lives as opposed to what their goals are and what they're trying to gain by achieving those goals, right? One example he gives is like people fail in their diets because they sit here and they say, man, I'm going to give up pizza and that's how I'm going to lose weight and get in better shape. Well, they keep thinking about, man, God, I'm going to give up pizza. And that turns into, really would like some pizza. And then eventually, all that's on their mind is pizza, pizza, pizza. And they go find some pizza and they eat it and they've blown the whole diet, right? He gives another example of like a, an elite level swimmer who all they think about is how cold the water is when they dive in in the morning. So they resent going to practice. And then what he talks about is that the people who have the negative thoughts or the people who, you know, have the focus away from what the goal is typically don't get to that goal. Where instead, right, he talks about that person that wants to be elite level swimmer thinking about having a championship medal around their neck or thinking about winning the race or whatever it may be. Similar to what some people talk about with the law of attraction, right? Is it basically your mind wills things um, into reality. And the more you focus on things in a positive manner, the better chance you have of getting to them. You know, it, and that, that fits with a lot of things. To be honest, having the thought of what you're removing is the reason why I'm doing 75 hard again. It's because all I thought about the first time were things I was taking out. And immediately when we finished, I was diving right back into it. I didn't change my habits. I just avoided them. Whereas people who are driven to find these successes are going to be able to continue to grow and move forward. So, so what does this mean? To me, what this means is, one, discussing what your athlete's specific goals are is vitally important in a greater sense than I ever thought. Because if you think of it this way, if you focus on what you're giving up, you usually quit, right, moving forward and, and all those things. But when you focus on what you're trying to gain, you tend to keep going and gain the goal. So if you don't necessarily know specifically what your athletes are trying to gain during the offseason, the preseason, during the season, what they're doing in the weight room, and you're prescribing them the, quote, best program for them, how are they supposed to believe that it's the best program for them if you don't even know what their goals are? The next part of that is once you know what their goals are, you can now address why you're doing what you're doing. You can now address how that is going to help them achieve their goals. You can have an open dialogue with these people so that they understand the what's and the why's and the how's to what you're doing. And then you can both work together at a greater level to get them to be bought in and dialed in for the duration. Because what we all see, right, is in these off seasons, the first week or two, everybody's hype. 
everybody's gassed up, high levels of energy. Things are rad, right? Everybody's having fun, jumping all over the place. Go team, go. We're training hard. Everything's great. Boom. Monotony sets in. Or just like fatigue of being around people sets in. But if you know what their goals are and you know what they're trying to gain and get better at during the offseason, you can revisit those with them, maybe make the minor changes that are required for them to tick it up a notch again and continue to develop. This all sounds really kind of remedial. This all sounds really kind of simple. But this is something that I have not done well. This is something that I need to be better at. And this is something that, super happy I read this book, and and basically had to call myself out about. It's going to allow me to have a better understanding of what we're doing, have better goals designed for the student-athletes I get to work with, and help us continue to grow and hopefully Take those, and and anybody who works with teams through the whole summer knows what I mean by this, those July lulls and get them out of there so that they can continue to progress little by little by little through the whole offseason. Once that, knock on wood, find some success, now it's easy the rest of the way because you just continue to have the same conversations to allow them to share their thoughts, grow with the ideas, and alter the program as necessary. So that's my big takeaway from that, right? I guess Dan John's been saying it forever. The goal is to keep the goal the goal. I probably have said that a trillion times, so I owe him for that. But at the end of the day, have we really been doing it? Have we really been talking with the athletes to know what their goals are so that we can make sure that our goals stay their goals? Now, obviously, the coaches' goals are also in there as well. But the athletes understand that. And I think especially today, the athletes understand what the coaches need from them and how that they're supposed to work towards those goals as well. Unless you have the conversation with the athletes, you understand what their goals are. You're not going to understand how you can mix their goals with the staff's goals to make them the best player possible. So, sitting down, having that talk, building it out, Maybe it takes an hour. Maybe it's not feasible for everybody. Maybe it's something where you sit there and you talk to the team captains to begin with and you build a program out for the whole team because maybe you just have too many teams and you're not in a situation where you're as fortunate as I am where basically you've got 15 people and you're able to sit here and individualize specifically everything. But you can individualize it for the team and then you can take a step back and look and see who the people are that may or may not be quite as dialed in, that maybe you go to them and you ask them the questions. You give them a little help, a little change here and there so that you can keep things rolling. Because to tie in with that, when they know that you care about their goals, they're going to probably buy in at a greater level. Would love to hear your thoughts, comments, and criticism of this because I think that this is something that could really help us all be a little bit more successful with our off-season programs and keeping the athletes involved and dialed into training through the whole year. Again, maybe this is an idea where I'm off like Samsonite, but would love to hear your thoughts or comments or ways you have seen this work or not work in the past. But as always, truly appreciate everything y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. 
We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I will see you then.